Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, I'm joined with Kelly, and and and, and, and Kelly's going to be speaking about um her her work with autism, and it's also going to be the first episode of of, of series three. And I know I know there's been lots of episodes, so there's another good episode to enjoy today. So thank you, Kelly, for like joining me today and to Mason, talk to me. thank you for having me and I'm so happy to be starting season three for you. Okay. I'm so grateful you asked me to come on. Yeah like, I, um, like uh, uh, it's going to be really interesting like to hear about like all the work you've been doing like with autism. Yeah and... so should I just yeah, yeah start start from, just from the beginning on. I guess. Yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> right so I guess it was nursing um, that brought me into the autism world. I started out as an intellectual disability nurse and I went from residential site to residential site to day centre to respite centre um, to schools to more clinical environments and I was always drawn to the same kind of people and always took interest in um certain people and i noticed after year four or five that these people were always on the spectrum so i was working with people with fragile x down syndrome um cerebral palsy everything you can imagine but i always took extra special interest in my friends on the spectrum um i always worried that you know i, I wasn't supporting their communication needs enough because a lot of my friends would have been nonverbal. Um, I always worried that they had more to tell me and that I wasn't doing my very, very best to learn from them. So after my nursing, um, not even a week after, <laughs> I started my master's in applied behavior analysis. Oh. And this is all around the science of behaviorism, why we do what we do. It dives into the things that lead up to our actions. Um, us being neurotypicals and people on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, it looks at the behaviours as nothing other than topographical events rather than he's acting the devil or he's being mischievous or she knows what she's at and all these phrases that I have heard time and time again that used to make my skin crawl and I don't I never knew why. But when I sat in that classroom and they started speaking about behaviour being nothing other than anything a dead man can't do, basically yeah everything is behavior um and that we could just assess it and you know quantify it and qualify it and figure out exactly what it looks like for that individual when i realized that we didn't have to put the individual and their personality into the mix we literally just had to focus on often it would be self-injurious behavior with my friends because maybe they were um on the more extreme like high functioning type side of things but self-injurious or aggression or um, difficulty communicating in general when I found that we could actually just define assess intervene and change lives I was sold I kept driving up and down I, I drove like five hours to this class up north once a week like I knew that they had the answers that I needed um, and that my friends needed and that simply by me working harder and by me understanding them better, they could have a better quality of life. And that kept me going through my course. And then eventually my course offered me a position out here. I'm live from Boston now. Um, they, they said that I could have some experience on the floor with this applied behavior analysis, which really, when it comes to autism, which is obviously, as you know, Mason, yeah. you're like on the spectrum yourself. Yeah. It's not something we need to treat or cure but sometimes there is like certain things around it that we need to help our friends with. 
escape communication mm-hmm. or getting a job or anything like that like finding love anything it's these people are the same as us and they just need us to work a little bit harder yeah of, of course and i like 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 as you say like um like you should just like be happy like for having it like i know i know some people that can get quite embarrassed about having it as well and um and unfortunately like with like um jobs with people who are on the spectrum unfortunately um like 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 with them getting jobs it is quite hard and and like like because like um you have to have all these qualifications and and, and some people are not it's not their fault that they can't get them and and they expect like um some workplaces expect those people on the spectrum to know exactly what to do but they uh, it's just not their fault they might just need to be yeah. taught in a different way yeah yeah have you found that mason that you like in terms of work obviously you've been proactive and you're setting up your own um podcast here but have you found that with work yeah like um like 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 before lockdown and the whole coronavirus situation um i i was working at um like a well it was like a spirit and work experience from college which because they liked me they decided to um like to pay me which they, they didn't have to do because um like i i explained to them my, my like situation with like crohn's and and like um with i might not may maybe need to go to the toilet a bit more and with mm-hmm. autism with with my autism as well maybe you might have to i might not explain it like i might not get what you're explaining to me mm-hmm. to do and you might have to say it a couple more times which um because actually at first with the interview i had to go there right at the beginning um i was in a room um with um uh, uh, quite a lot of people who work there and one thing i asked is do you know what autism is and um all of them not all of them in that room did not know what autism was which i was quite well which i was quite shocked at first because um i thought autism is quite known now like uh like um most people kind of know about it or i've heard of it but mm-hmm. they that they, they didn't know what it was so I, I explained what it was and i explained what it was to me that um like uh, like especially like in my younger years like growing up i suppose and um maybe going to mainstream schools at first i uh, like with autism and my confidence that wasn't that good at all like um if maybe someone would ask me um, if I knew what I was doing, I would say yes when I didn't, because I, I I didn't want people to think Thank that mm-hmm. I didn't want people to think that I was uh, um, getting it wrong or um, that they may my my may might. Well, in fact, you've like, just needed to be shown in a different way. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily place the person beside you on a higher pedestal or, you know, and also being on the spectrum and needing things explained differently or you know maybe you're a visual learner maybe you just it's different it's it doesn't mean less or or better it's different um you're still very much worthy of payment if you if you're putting your hours into somebody's um franchise or enterprise you are worthy of payment and i hope you know that moving forward that you know they they can't like you are adding to their day and you're bringing your character to the table you're bringing you bring so much to the table aside from needing maybe one or two things explained a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, I uh, think we're very quick when we start jobs, like in, in bars and restaurants and things like that. It's like, okay, quick. Da, 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 da. Everyone's very quick, 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 quick. But like, if you need to be shown rather than told, 
that's just that's going to take a few minutes for a life skill you're going to pick up forever like yeah like, like especially like um like because I, I know like um like especially maybe um they might like other people have autism and they they get shown like um like the like and um the the, the person who's showing you maybe not might not to be like um lenient towards you like um uh, um they might get maybe a little bit stressed that they're helping you out and maybe explain it another time that um you might ask them to explain it again and they might get a little bit annoyed with explaining that again and then that person who has autism might, might it could like, they'd be discouraged they'd yeah. be completely discouraged if if that person is difficult about it but that's more so a reflection on their character than it is yours if they if they can't take the time of day and I always love when I walk in to do my shopping at Walmart or back home in Ireland at Super Value and if I see someone on the spectrum like sometimes visibly you would have no idea or if I see somebody with Down syndrome or anything like that um I'm always like yep that right they should be here because where the hell are they in every other shop I'm always like you know these like these individuals do not often need to be living in full-term residential services where they have people picking up after them and doing their washing and you know because if anything when you're doing it for them and you're constantly running around them and if they're in care I don't um in America it seems to be the same in Ireland and I think the UK is pretty much you're either in care or you're out of care what I want to know is where is everybody who's out of care where is everybody who's not stuck in a residential service or a day service? Because I don't really see them in the shops and I do not see them in the restaurants and they do exist. It's like, yeah, even course. when I looked into working in Australia, they were like, oh, you can work in the psychiatric unit. I was like, I don't know, but I'm an intellectual disability nurse. They were like, yeah, you can work in the psych unit. Everyone in them. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that does not make much sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't know like you've seen like um i think like um people do have like like autism where like a little yan lard uh, 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 i've never like, noticed really yeah they have this like like autism color lanyard around their neck that's showing really? that that um they have like autism and they're on the spectrum and um like uh, uh like, i i think i've worn one before but uh, i know um i like, think society yeah. shouldn't need a warning to be kind yeah. Yeah. but sometimes they do <laughs> yeah because um like uh like especially like um like i think i've said this before like in a, a past episode that um like um, especially like wearing masks that i think uh, like uh, like like for example in america i think that's mandatory but in in england yeah. in the uk it's a bit different because um you kind of can you can kind of can wear in some places and you kind of can't wear in some other places like with um people with some people may think they're walking outside maybe for america for example because it's mandatory um you like you you presume that everyone would wear one like um like in the uk that uh, some people are kind of exempt if maybe they have autism from wearing a mask and if if someone walks um, and sees that person with a mask they'll be thinking why are you not wearing a mask we're we're supposed to be wearing one but there's people out there you really don't know anything from like one visual encounter do you you're so right and often I know a lot of my friends like if I was wearing this into my friend's house today I know I get loads of attention because they'd be like oh what material is that (laughs) you know they'd want to find out and the material on their face might actually bother them um 
but yeah, you really, really don't know anything about anyone from initial encounter, do you? You can't judge, but often people do and often people are impatient and it does make it difficult for our friends to get jobs and to move on with normal lives. And, you know, because these people with autism, like, yes, sometimes there may be like social things, there may be eye contact things, there may be like things they need explained and stuff like, but it's not necessarily that they're any different from the neurotypical side of things because they want the same things. When you look at what we look for in the neurotypical world, it's like love, comfort, a nice home, a good feed. My friends in the spectrum, like it's 2020 now, I've been at it since 2013, they've always wanted those things. They may not have always been able to communicate it, and I may have been called crazy sometimes because I suggested certain things, Um, but they want the same things. They have the same needs to fulfill, and I don't know, have you ever dove into much on your podcast about the sexual needs of uh, people on the spectrum? But in care, when they're in care, in Ireland anyway, forgotten about. They're no longer people for some reason. It's just, what's he doing? And leave her bedroom door open. It's like these people are frustrated because they have the same needs because we're all people. It's like, but here in America, what I found amazing and something I only thought in my head for about the first four years of my career. And then I would say year five, six and seven, I started speaking up in meetings and being like, we need to help Mary out with this. Or we, I think we need to order something or we need to get somebody on, you know, like there'd be certain things. Like the person would be staying awake all night, rolling in the bed. And I used to say in meetings, she's not rolling. And everyone used to be like, oh, she's at it again. She's at it again. She's going to say it. And yes, I'm going to say it because my friends can't say it. You know, they obviously have been discouraged from saying it. Like these people would say to me, um, not these people, that sounds terrible, but like the individuals I'm thinking about, they have said to me like, oh, the postman, have you seen the postman? Have you seen my, my guy who does my oxygen? You know, they have the same, they fancy people. You know, they have the exact same needs and exact same wishes. But when their life is governed through care and when we're organizing all their activities of daily living from their dressing, their eating, their cleaning, to their washing, to who pays their bills, when we take away something like um, sexual health or preferred preference of where they'd like to go at the weekends because they're in a house, does the whole house have to go to the cinema when Mary happens to be blind? No, it's like we need to individualize and we need to look at these people's needs close, as close as we would look at our own. Yeah, um, yeah, that, 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 that is really important just to look at people's needs and not just looking at it as like maybe one person has autism exactly the same person as has autism as well. Like there's certain things that are different. Like like with me, that, that most people probably don't notice that about me that um i'm not like um you know when people eat and um you, you may have that one person who's banging on the plate with, with, the, with their fork and like eating and like chewing yeah. loud I, I, I don't really like that so if if someone's like that i kind of have to move away that's it it annoys it's yeah. just little quirks it's yeah, like little things yeah it doesn't like necessary it doesn't mean that anyone's any less of a person or you have to make all these variations but there's certain things that annoy me that like it doesn't like yeah I see what you mean it's like 
it's part of your personality rather than defining you as a person. It's just, it, it molds into your life for you. I'm so grateful that you can communicate and like, you're like the spectrum is obviously so, so wide. And I, I often work with people who can't communicate their needs accurately, but I can see the tweak in them and I can see the desire for neurotypical things. But um, obviously the spectrum is so wide and there's people who can accurately communicate all that. And a lot of my friends would never want to go near a relationship or near anything like that. They just, it doesn't come into their radar and I've asked them and they say, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, for those who can't communicate, I feel like we need to speak a little bit louder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And like maybe people that are thinking about like, um, because we all think about it, like, like, like even people who are on the spectrum, like that, like, um and maybe i caught severe sure? so, where are you gonna live who's gonna be involved yeah. yeah yeah like um you might think about girlfriend or boyfriend and of course that you can be at, even in your spectrum quite embarrassed about like i'm speaking about that isn't it terrible like it's the exact same need as anyone else and yeah. as anyone else you know typically in it's it should be fulfilled the same way like just with care and be it online or in person but it should be like supported and talked about and for me I was very shunned it was very oh this is what I was going to say actually when I came out to America I couldn't believe it because we're all like um say I'm looking after Paul for example I won't use actual names but Paul goes for PT at 4 p.m and Paul is going to work so hard all day because he looks forward to his PT and his PT is his private time where Paul masturbates. But this is a very organized event because, as you know, a lot of um, our Spectrum friends can be really, really tied to their routine and their routine is extremely important to them. So say for Paul, that part of his day is so, so important. Um, why is it that Paddy in Ireland, who has the exact same need, is told to stop at himself? Mm. Yeah. So here in America it's like Paul needs to go to his room ensure Paul has privacy set Paul's timer it's supported it's yeah. talked about it's open in Ireland it's shunned away from so I feel like we need to take a few tweaks from the best of the best we need to assess how every other country is doing it and pull together because guess what these people are global <laughs> they're yeah. not like you know yeah. Uh, yeah like as you say a routine is really it's really important like like um, for people on the spectrum and, and people in general mm-hmm. because everyone's routine has kind of changed i think like a like um like a, how have you been yeah. finding all of this um quarantine stuff like is it or were you good with it did you roll with it yeah uh, like um when lockdown kind of started in the uk um what happened was i uh I, like um i was at i, I go to like a quite a, a big college and um like because the coronavirus was starting to be uh, get worse, starting to get into like its prime, so I thought, um, well, um, what happened once? Because I, well, I think it was the day after this happened actually. Um, in, in it was in, I was in maths class and and I was the next in, in, into like a helper teacher, and um, what happened was um, she sneezed, she 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 sneezed and like not even put her hands on her mouth or anything into thin air. And then, and then what I do, because like having Crohn's disease and I'm on a quiet, um, high risk of coronavirus. Yeah. And I'd be careful anyway, like I was thinking about, but now it's a little bit more worse of thinking about it that way. So I'm, so I, I zoom out the classroom, I, I, I leave my bag and then, um, I wait 
I, because the class was nearly finished, I wait outside and I, I I get in my bag and then and then and then that afternoon, um, it was lunchtime after that. But in the afternoon, it was like a PE class, and then and then that teacher came up to me and she said, um, Mason, um, did you have like a doctor's appointment because uh, I saw you left class earlier, and I, I and I was quite blunt about. It. I said uh, I left because of you. <laughs> I left. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I left because of you. You sneezed. And I and she said she said I don't have coronavirus, and I said I did say I, I said <laughs> I said you might not have it you might have it I'm I, I don't I don't I don't I'm, you don't know like um you people... don't have a testing kit right there you were dead right you took action yeah, go with then, your gut man <laughs> and then um and I said and I said you didn't wash your hands and then so I couldn't help her I, she said I had a I had a sore hip or something <laughs> she said <What? laughs> I said. Does that still you didn't put your hands on the mouth? So I, I did walk out, but but then shortly after that, um, lockdown was like a week or two later. So um, I, you felt it caused a little bit of anxiety for you initially, and then you had to stay at home. Yeah, yeah. You because, probably felt better staying at home if yeah. you felt worried about getting sick. Yeah, and lockdown wasn't sh- shortly after that, so I did walk, work from home on the computer, but. And then because like I, I was I got a letter from the, I got a letter saying I had to shield for twelve weeks, which um that's finished now. But um it, I think it it might have finished a little bit soon. But because everyone's allowed out, like in the UK now, kind of it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. 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 And I do go out. I do because um you have to you got to get that fresh air. It's nice to get fresh air. Even, oh, I was out yeah. this morning myself. Yeah. yeah. But like I kind of try and do my own little activities out in the wilderness you know I try not to end up like I had to go to the mall there um a few weeks ago but that was my first and last trip needed really you know I'll not be you try not to do it on purpose basically if you have to pick something up do it not you know but I find for um for everyone on the spectrum I, I just can't feel I refuse to feel sorry for myself my family are at home in Ireland um but I refuse to fall into that mindset of self-pity when there's so many people out there who still don't yet understand the coronavirus because as you say sometimes things need explaining in a different way are they being accurately supported everywhere and I'm talking every everyone on the spectrum who is living at home under the care of their parents their brothers or sisters everyone who's living under the care of nurses and carers um has has someone in their lives taken the time to sit down with them every day if every day is needed and say hey this isn't your fault but the world is a little bit crazy right now and these are the reasons why like at work we have social stories um and each person gets to hear be it six or 16 times a day or maybe every third or fourth day when they're wondering um they get to hear hey, this isn't your fault, but there's actually bugs going around. And in order to keep the bugs away, we're not going to be going to Ben and Jerry's or we're not going to be going to McDonald's or we're not going to be going to school. A lot of them are missing school. And I found that amazing. Yeah, I got like, it's a leading school out here universally um, with the most evidence-based science available to assist those with autism rather than cure or treat because these people do not need curing or treating. They're a hell of a lot cooler than we are. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> to assist them accurately, um, this is like the leading universal school out here. So when I found that they were all missing school so much, I was like, damn, I can't wait to get back to school and see what the crack is. Because 
I came out here to see the school-like environment and we've just been working from home. Yeah. But what my hope for people with autism moving forward is that people in the neurotypical world will take the time to explain these things and take the time to understand that people are people. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that, although it can be quite hard because, um, I'll, like, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about, like, like my autism, like, uh, like, Please, I, yeah. um, like, I, I, first of all, when I um, left primary school, that, um, like, I went to a mainstream school for a year, and what happened was that, uh, um, that they always said that I said I had autism, and they always said I was doing fine when I weren't because um actually the head the, the head of year um said I had a detention for going to the library when um um when um like my English teacher said um if I remember rightly she said um after lunch me outside the library and that's what I did I I, I waited there for 10 minutes uh, even more than that and I, I was thinking what's going on I've been waiting there for 10 minutes and no one's here so I went back to the English club in English room mm-hmm. and then that English teacher said um why are you late and I and I said you um you said um to me to, to me outside the library and then and then she said no I didn't so and then I was a bit confused there and then um she and then she blatantly said you got a detention so I didn't say anything but I but and then my 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 head of year I had a conversation. He wasn't very nice about it. It it, it was me and a couple of other people actually because I said that we had to go to the library. But and and he had a right go and, and I said uh and then he ended up saying I'll let you off this time and I said I was thinking why would I be let off when that when it off? You haven't done anything wrong. Only be a person who took instruction and she insisted she was right because she assumed she was. Yeah. Of higher intellect than you of course maybe it got mixed maybe like she didn't explain herself properly but but, but through communicate that in a way that's affected don't crash a person just over something like that you know so you found being in a neurotypical environment was difficult and that you were yeah not, i couldn't find many people like myself there like they're all capable of working and i was put in a, like i did exams that were too hard for me not my level and then um, just teachers would just say, you, you did rubbish, you did rubbish. And then, and then I thought, by th- this was in year seven. At the end of year seven, um, I, I thought, I'll go look, I'll go try. Because, of course, as, as you probably know, it is quite hard to get into like, maybe a special educational school for mm-hmm. autism. Is it like, like, you're, like, even getting, just moving. Like, some people who do have autism stay, end up staying in those mainstream schools because they can't that that fighting it takes to get into a um, a special needs school takes a lot of work so they just keep going on being told that your work is rubbish your work is rubbish and then eventually I did I did at the end of the year uh, um, I said to the head of year I'm I'm moving I'm I'm, I'm leaving I'm leaving this school I'm gonna go somewhere else and and he said he said um are you gonna come back and um see us again and I, I, I said, I said yes, I said yes, but I, I, I've never been back because you didn't I, mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that 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 school is um it's known for being like people not being very nice to each other. Which, like at first I thought it might have been an all right school, but it wasn't the best. But then since then I went to um 
my our special needs school and it was it was really good because like there's people all on the spectrum there not even that there's people don't have are not on the spectrum that like you can make good friends there and it is a it's just more it's like judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree kind of crack it's like it doesn't necessarily like i have met men who have gone on to get jobs and women and they have been like the shopkeepers have had the best stock takes they've ever seen when like my friends on the spectrum take over because they're so number obsessed but like this person could be equally relevant and important in they think their thing is like oh I, have you noticed with some of your spectrum friends that they often have a thing or one or two or three things yeah, and i love that about them because they really throw themselves into their passions like say i know many friends of mine would be great in a train environment because they love trains it's just at least they can find their quirk really early on because a lot of us neurotypicals are walking around in our 30s still not knowing what we're at <laughs> it's just it's like they need to just be put in the right environment supported and not you know what you're telling me there from school is you were kind of suppressed and made feel like you were less than yeah and then from going to that school i went to afterwards i did quite well there it was the best thing that happened and then amazing yeah and that's really good because you were able to like communicate hey i'm not happy hey prince i'm out <laughs> look yeah like, i would like... just hate it for I've, uh, many friends of mine who don't have voices and can't um speak up and say hey i hate waking up in this room or i really don't like my roommate or i really don't like that crap you make me do every day you know i'm grateful that you have a voice and that you've been listened to and you're yeah. using it yeah um did you have like did, are you on the spectrum yourself or did you just like um for me i just yeah. dove into it because yeah, of my friends yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no i don't fall um under that criteria that i know of <laughs> but <laughs> yeah um i definitely think that i have experienced like um encounters with older men and women and i wonder did they miss did they miss the mark? Like, were, were they just not diagnosed, you know? Because it's so wide and far. Some of the smartest people in our society and the best authors and filmmakers do fall under the spectrum criteria. Um, and hey, good for them. Like, class. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's like, a, like, um, like from going to that school, um, special needs school I went to, that, boost my confidence maybe not straight away because i but throughout the years it did like boost my confidence and um like like now i'm starting like start this podcast up like it's been which i think is really good because you actually maybe you're not seeing people like um limited seeing people and you're seeing them on a on face to face it's brilliant yeah it definitely gives the idea of human interaction which is nice i've been zooming um throughout and yeah i'm lucky i still like autism does not quit for no quarantine so i'm lucky i'm still at work but um yeah it's definitely nice and i'm so so happy for you that you set this up and yeah i wish you the best of luck with it you'll be brilliant you're, you're gathering people and the movement you can make um shouldn't be underestimated thank you very much kelly um Yay. yeah is there like um anything else you'd, you you want to share or, or say um i guess throughout all of my work and everything I've encountered I've, I've bumped into like horse therapy and aqua therapy and play therapy 
I would just say that um, I have searched wide and far to help my friends as, as, hard, as much as I can. And the most evidence-based science available there today is applied behavior analysis. So if there's anyone listening to this here today, I would ask them to dive into just what that is. Um, I love the fact that it removes these labels, what we call summary labels of troublesome or he's up to badness or it pulls those out and it takes away um, people's right to use phrases like that because it's just science, it's just evidence-based. If the person is being injurious and obviously, I don't know if you bumped into people like that in your school, but um, it allows us to have a look at the environment, environmental contingencies involved and tweak those to assist our friends and to make changes that allows us, um, it really focuses on the most socially significant skill being targeted first. So what I found with um, my work in Ireland, it was very scattered and wishy-washy and it was like, this house is going to do the Special Olympics in June. It's like, <laughs> that might not be exactly what everybody in this house needs right now. If that guy is still struggling to get to the shop independently or tie his shoes or button his shirt or if like social interaction is really important to this girl, maybe we could we could take this time and focus on conversation skills for her and um shop skills for him like do a task analysis it's very for every issue there is help um and aba is something that's expensive and it's difficult but the, what i love about it like in a work environment it's hard because they want a one-to-one -one teacher for each child obviously so they get what they need but what I love about it is any parent from home can learn to do this and can learn to assess and help their kids um, develop in the best way they can. And I've just seen so many of my spectrum friends over here go from being in full body um, restraints, like I'm talking wetsuits that are zipped oh. at the back, like to stop them from their behaviors that they were <laughs> engaging in at the time. But these friends can now uh, have jobs at TJ, what you call TK Maxx. Yeah, yeah, you know, they can now interact um, effectively and walk around the house by themselves because there was so much ABA done with them consistently every day. So I feel for people um, on the spectrum, that is the most helpful science available at the moment. But by no means do they need curing or treating, sometimes just assisting. Yeah, you're just getting a little bit of help. And, 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 and like, like you say, just taking those like small steps at first um, will, will lead to better things. I mean, yeah, it really will. Like we can only go up. That's what I always like to say. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> we can only yeah. get better. Yeah. And uh, I just thought I'd tell you that um, like because of, um, like as you know, like people will start going back to school uh, like, in a ne like quite soon. I think people go back to school next week. And, um, um, and like for me that like, I will go to college, but not next week. It's in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, a new college. This is all new. But but for like like for me, like maybe which will impact my autism and my especially my Crohn's. Um, will be going back because of course, as we know, it's going to be a lot different than before. One hundred percent. Yeah. So you take yeah. that at yeah. your pace. Yeah. And don't ever ever let anyone tell you that yeah. you cannot shine bright as you want to because yeah. you can. Look at you, you came out of that neurotypical school and you found an environment that suited you a little bit better. And because this 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 college is like a it's like a mainstream college, but I I I I'm in a good class that's which like teachers understanding autism and crimes. But for this because um 
it's going to be, I've been told it's like one day a week that I'll go in. And uh, I think everyone has to wear a mask as well and keep the two metres apart. So that's good. it's going to be quite interesting to see how it all works because um, yeah. knowing, knowing that um, there will be other students in the school, but maybe wait at the end, wait until everyone leaves the class or maybe when there's like, not because of touching doors and corridors. Yeah, well, don't you be afraid of getting sick anyway, because I think disease in the mind will cause disease. And if we worry about these things constantly, we only have to go through them twice, you know? If you do end up getting sick, you've gone through that worrying twice. So just live your best life, get out there, stay safe, make friends. This is a completely new college for you, is it? No, no, I, I've already been there a year. So you're just going back. I'm just going back, yeah. Nice, we'll go back with a bang. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like, well, when I do go up from my walks, it's, it's normally, uh, it's in a, like a quite a space where you won't find many people. So it, like, a, like maybe in the woods, like um like it's i'm never out of the forest since it hit you it's the best yeah and peace yeah (laughs) brilliant thank you so much for having me yeah it's been it's been really nice and and like um do you have like any like uh just lastly any advice maybe for other people on the spectrum autism um any last little words speaks of encouragement i guess for anyone listening today that's on the spectrum that doesn't um, feel they're blending into their their environment or their world enough, just don't be afraid to be exactly what you are. The people that are around you don't necessarily have to be the people that are around you in a year's time. And the things you're doing today, they don't have to be the same things in a year's time. It's the little choices you make and um, if you have a voice, please, please use it and please try and change things for yourself if you're not happy because you should be adequately supported. You're a shining star. And if somebody has inability to see your light, don't let that dull your sparkle because you're amazing. Yeah, well, everyone's amazing in their own little way. And yeah. you know, like, like, like what I say, like my, my, my little motto is like embrace having it, like having autism because uh, yes, it's like... Um, you just wonder what would you be without it me i don't know what i'd be (laughs) i don't know what you'd be you probably wouldn't have me on this podcast right now (laughs) i honestly i wouldn't have a job (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. uh, i think it's like you you really like your job as well like uh, just um helping people yeah i think we have we have to love our job we have to love our work we put too much time into it without loving it and for me my goal moving forward is um to set up something of my own so I can bring in this um, ABA that I'm crazy about and yeah, I definitely want to help as many people as I can. I look forward to like hearing all about it then, like, uh, like your future. Definitely. Plans. You have me back on in a few seasons yeah. and I'll be making yeah. waves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Mason. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me before we go? Are you happy? No, no, no. It's, it's all good. Uh, it's, it's been a really nice chat, Kelly. And uh thank um, you we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk really soon please stay in touch definitely, definitely. okay sir yeah thank you thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it it was lovely to meet you well, lovely to meet you okay take care mason bye 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 bye, bye, bye.